Yeah. Just get it done. I'm fine. I'll just keep reading the story and that you can go and get one at any corner. What flavour? What flavour? Yeah, soy. <laughs> Episode 6 Wake up, time to die Prison, prison on the wall Who's the biggest pirate ready to brawl? It's me, the Sydney wrecker Losers get ready to fall There's nowhere to run, no one to call This gigantic pulsating weapon Is going to make your men fall Fall down forever Fall down the stairs, I'll shoot you in the guts, then pull out your hair. Yeah, <laughs> what a legendary tale. So pipe your ears and rustle your organs. Listen to this colossal joke. Alright, so I've been bashing your ears with the news of our ongoing fight with the grey senior beast of the Box Hill Historical Society, right? Yeah, remember? Or we just talked about it uh, about six to eight and a half times. They've been winning these battles like the SS Waffen sweeping across Eastern Europe. And it was time for the white-haired warlock to strike back and burn the Nazi prefects with wave upon wave of red, sexy and ugly Soviet hunk cannon fodder. So what happened? I'll tell you what happened, you picnic bitches. I'd been pushed away by these assholes living on the streets, banished from the nocturnal village, pushed out of Box Hill, and even bloody Burwood and and bloody Baldwin. No Box Hill 7-Eleven, Box Hill Burgers, no Waddle Park, no criminal slipstream, just hardly nothing. The rich, powerful old yuppie men had taken control of the entire city of Box Hill from corner to corner in their Roger, David, Neat, Casual, their brand new Mitsubishi Pajeros and their yuppie jobs as lawyers and bank men and business winners and part-time cricket club board members. And all they, anything they had to say to anyone is, there's no other store like David Jones. They were upper middle class, powerful scum, and they'd taken absolute control. Or as they said, absolute control. They didn't realise it, but the great white Labrador doesn't lie down. Well, he does, but after he's been kicked out or kicked up or just kicked back, and wasted on a cheap cask wine and living on the streets or in the back of Skeletor. So I was homeless in that and Skeletor had been in my bedroom. Hey, rich little lattes here. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. I... <laughs> I'd, oh, so I was so homeless. Uh, I was homeless as anything. Skeletor had been in my bedroom. I'd been cruising aimlessly up and down the eastern freeway, turning back to Hoddle Street as soon as I hit the end of it. Doncaster being the closest I'd get to my homeland, 
like silly, pumped up hit man, I had hit rock bottom. I had no other option but to return to a place which I'd been at in the deep dark days of my drunken nightmares. You guessed it, the Gill Memorial. A Salvo homeless men's shelter is a place where you can get a taste of what it's like to be in prison or on the set of Mad Max or Cape Death. It's a place where you can live on the, the latest street bums with heroin legends, squizzy tailor wannabes and crooked bedwetting pyromaniacs who don't have a bed. I joined this motley community, just parking Skeletor on a Beckett Street, drinking with this old school winos, telling yarns, picking scabs and eating the local dead rats. What a dead rat. I'd camped out there for a few weeks, giving tips on picking pockets, making a swag out of cardboard, pointing the stick at corrupt politicians and finding your demons for you. I actually got used to it. And the guys I got to know, metho drinking or shooting up smack were okay by me. Even the staff who worked in this stinky homeless prison were all right. Four-eyed fat man and a young energetic Boston's Celtics fan named Spud. It was a full two weeks of drinking and languishing in this man-made poo camp before I hatched a plan made of hate, heat and utter stupidity. The head of the Box Hill Preservation Society was the vice chancellor of that massive college in the inner city of cool yuppie Melbourne. I spent full three days convincing the Gilbilly army that it would be a good idea to attack the college smash crap out of it and take over. We'd slowly move through the businesses, institutes and organisations these rich old maggots were running, like slippery, cashed up puppet masters. I managed to get about 20 of them in Skeletor, along with another 50, which were getting to meet us at the college. I was like some sort of possessed and starry-eyed puppet master assembling the most shocking and lazy-looking army ever formed in history. I made the Chechen forces look like a bunch of absolute professionals. Me and this motley army surrounded the college and I screamed, CHARGE! So as I verbally pushed more than 60 of the lowest Melbourne street scum into the education facilities run by one of the Box Hill rich, bald, yuppie men, I have to admit, I did have my doubts. They were carrying garbage bags and were so drunk and stoned that some of them appeared to be moving in slow motion. Half of them started scabbing cigarette butts off the students and the rest just ran about aimlessly, laughing and completely wasted on hash, heroin or just high on life. About 30 minutes into the attack of the homeless men, I realised that it was like trying to recruit an army of lepers. I walked around watching these greasy platypus rippers with matted hair, prison animals, every one of them, with rippling muscles, slick back hair and Adidas tattoos, causing a reasonable level of havoc and being a downright nuisance and bunch of nincompoops. What a colossal failure. As I walked out the front entrance, tail between my legs, laughing, vomiting, and fat security guards chasing after gillbillies, all of a sudden I heard this familiar voice. Reginald, nice effort, mate. I turned around slowly, chill shot down my spine, 
It was the bald bastard head of the institute, the grey-haired Grim Reaper. He stood there on the steps, smoking cigarette, smirk on his shaven smoke face, hand in his Roger David pants, jacket with patches on elbows, and he just looks at me and he and he goes, There's no other store Reverons. And I just shuddered in embarrassment. For for once I had nothing to say, literally. It was just another battle lost, another opportunity wasted. Back to the bloody flippin' stupid drawing board. I hate the drawing board. I hate it. Like as much as I do like a dartboard with my own face on it. Oh, anyway, I've got to cheer myself up. Chase the chainsaw. Rip all the boardwalk, listen to flames. Over the rainbow, the vomit rainbow. See you on the slipstream of blood and anus waste.